Today on the Topic Show, DeSantis, Vivek, Christie, and Haley Thanksgiving Twitter tweets are reviewed. Barclays plan to cut $1.25 billion in costs and up to 2,000 jobs. Ford to shut down their Explorer hybrid in favor of the iced powertrain for police sales. All female Navy aircraft miss the runway and actually lands in the sea. South Park video game trailer is released. And Papa John's to pay a fine of $175,000 for firing a blind employee. All of that and much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of The Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. Gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT leader or business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, we're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of November, so if you could click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Barclays planning to cut $1.25 billion in cost and up to 2,000 jobs. Now, Barclays is perhaps one of the oldest businesses still around these days. It's actually a British multinational bank founded November 17th, 1690. And I know U.S. public schools are all-time low in terms of test scores for math, science, history. I mean, the ACT scores are at a 32-year low, though the teachers' unions still say they deserve more money. Go figure. Now, a little bit of fun math. That's about 333 years ago. And their 2022 revenue came in at 24.95 billion pounds. And as of 2023, they have 81,000 employees. So quite the talent pool to choose from, to say the least. Now, some of this comes from an article by Sainid Cruz over at Reuters, where they talk about the company's plan to lay off a couple of these employees. They noted that is, of course, this comes from their CEO, and I apologize, I'm going to butcher this. Well, the odds are not 100% that I'll butcher this, but it's a very high percentile, so we'll give it a shot. Their current CEO, C.S. Venkat Accretion, maybe, possibly, perhaps. Now, this person noted that there are the cuts planned up to be 1,500 to 2,000 jobs to in an attempt to try to make the company more profitability as they have to deal with all of the economic certainty that every business is having to deal with these days, especially on a global economy, with so much political uncertainty. That alone, a lot of companies have no idea if they're going to be regulated out of existence, if they're actually going to have some positive changes in their industry. Now, they know that they've also, their staffing and costs have grown significantly in recent years. Their headcount grow, rose to about 22,300 as of the end of 2022, from 20,000 the end of 2017. So I'm not sure. And again, the statistic I got for their total job count, which I believe was much higher, near 80,000. Again, that came from a statistic on Wikipedia in 2022. So perhaps it is a little clerical error on that website, but it sounds like the. I'm going to check them out on the LinkedIn really quick to see more of the company profile. Because they are one of the largest and oldest banks. I would. It's not unfathomable for them to have near six figures of employees. Let's see here. So on LinkedIn, if you go to their profile, ooh, they're, they're pretty popular. They got two million followers. Let's see. Go to the about section for company size. Oh, okay, so I want my correct assessment was pretty accurate. So again, this is on LinkedIn. So in full transparency, in terms of LinkedIn, anyone can say they work at a company. A lot of them don't actually require you to verify with the company email address or government ID, but 
of everyone on LinkedIn who currently has their profile linked to Barclays, that includes 70,487 employees. Now, that being said, there's a lot of employees like some companies that don't have LinkedIn and some actually move on to a new job and forget to tell LinkedIn or on their profile rather to say they actually stop that other job to start another one. So it actually looks like they're working two jobs at once. So there's a little bit of nuance, so I'm not too surprised. They are pretty large to say the least. And it looks like in terms of their stock, it's been going up for a couple of years. Let's see here. And they noted that Venkat signaled in October 23 that Barclays will embark on further restructuring in preparation for its February 20 presentation, which is seen as a key opportunity for the bank to convince shareholders as a plan to lift its valuation. So it'll be interesting to see how much they continue to grow. They're already one of the largest, most well-established banks out there. Although that's also what some people said about Silicon Valley Bank, and they went belly up in a very epic way. So it'll be interesting to see where they go from there. Other interesting business news, you have Ford to shut down the Explorer Hybrid in favor of the internal combustion engine in order to better facilitate police orders. Now this comes to us thanks to MotorOne.com, and they also know that the Lincoln Aviator Hybrid is going away also, which is the same thing just with different badges and a little bit more leather and a little bit more luxury for the Lincoln brand that Ford still owns and maintains. Now this comes to us thanks to Chris Bruce, and he said with an update, Ford responded to a question with more details about the Ford Police Interceptor Utility Hybrid, quote, We do not share power, powertrain mixed volumes externally, Ford spokesperson Elizabeth Kraft told Ford One. What I can say is that the hybrid PIU is very popular amongst our plea agencies due to the savings in lower fuel costs that agencies experience from idle long times on the city, do, on the city cycles. Now, they also said that, interestingly enough, that kind of contradicts a couple of their statements. Quote, to meet the continued strong demand for the Ford Police Interceptor Utility Hybrid and other Ford hybrid vehicles, the 2024 model year Explorer will only be offered with the fuel-efficient 2.3-liter four-cylinder EcoBoost, which offers an EPA-estimated 24-mile-per-gallon combined fuel economy, and the 3-liter EcoBoost V6. That is from spokesperson Mike Levine, in which he had an interview with Car Green Reports. So it does look like the accurate assessment where they had some hybrids. Now they're going back to the good old, I almost said good old NI4, V6. It's one of those things where it's all about expectations and the consumer's preference. Nothing wrong with an inline four engine. A turbocharged engine with four cylinders is great if you have something like a Honda Civic Si, which I love and cherish because it has three pedals. Also known as manual transmission, also known as the default of every vehicle should be because of the fun, exhilarating experience you have. But when you have an SUV, there's nothing more anemic or underwhelming on average than when you have an inline four engine. I remember the dealership gave me a loaner. There's a the CRV, is a Honda SUV, and I tried to accelerate to get on the highway, and it was anemic to say the least and I of course I made sure I turned off the eco mode and they really don't have a sports mode for that model but it was struggling to get there and I understand there's a kind you know economies of scale there's a lot of there's many benefits having a shared powertrain across multiple vehicle lineups but yeah let's just say if I ever do get an SUV knock on wood it'll be a well what is now considered a vintage 2007 to 2009 Porsche Cayenne GT, I believe it's a GTS, because it has a V8 and a stick shift in an SUV, which is un, unheard of. Now, the downside is because it's such a niche product, I think there's like 296 in North America that were imported. Even if they find one with 120,000 miles, they still demand like $50,000, which is 
quite a pretty penny. Oh, I should clarify, a vintage pretty penny since a modern penny is 99.99% zinc, also known as trash, and they just copper plate it, so it really is just trash. But nevertheless, a vintage pretty penny, to say the least. Now, I can't help but think this is probably going to boost their sales. They noted that the, looks like, Ford also offers the police interceptor utility with a twin turbocharged 3 liter EcoBoost V6, making 400 horsepower, or naturally aspirated 3.3 liter V6, producing 285 horsepower. Interestingly enough, so Ford kills Explorer hybrid so it can keep selling hybrid interceptor to police. So this is a little contradictory. I have an article here. Company is decided. Ah, okay, never mind. So they clear one of those funny things where they have the headline. So to clarify, they're going to continue selling it, but only to the police force. So you and I won't be able to get the hybrid. Which, let's be honest, how many people want that? Eighteen people, realistically. But let me know in the comments. Do you think it's better for them to focus on those police government contracts, where there's kind of once you get on them, it's a pretty good guarantee for the company? Or do you, how many disappointed customers, if any, will there be? Now that they can't buy this hybrid Ford SUV. Be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Now going over to the culture part of the podcast. You have South Park putting out a video game as their trailer debuts. Now this came to us first from Dextero on Twitter. Or as 18 people call it X. And it looks like their new video game is going to be called Snow Day. And in terms of a long franchise... I mean, Trey, those gentlemen have pretty much unlocked the code for how to print money. It's what Disney used to be when Disney used to make a product that was enjoyed by the masses. Now it's enjoyed by about half of America. It's become a political company in many ways. And without further ado, I'll play that little preview here. Hey, you ready to come play another game? Okay, new kid. We have all new rules this time. Now you can play alone or with three of your closest friends. Unless you don't have any friends, then you can just join matchmaking and play with randos. Now listen, Clyde has information that the elves are preparing to launch a massive attack. They've been spotted advancing their forces near Stark's Pond. We have to take them out before they kill us all. Good luck. Can't but wonder, is this going to be a mobile game or is it going to be for digital console? I mean, right now the preview looks like it could be either or. the nike so he has a bandana up with the hot nike logos upside down which incidentally makes it look like the newport logo the cigarette company good luck trying to ruin this game i'm sure you'll manage 
And, oh no, actually, no. If you expand the screen, well, that's picture in picture. Where's the expand button? It looks like it's for traditional consoles because I think I see a PS4 logo. Let's see if I can rewind that by a second here. All right, right there. Oh, let's see. Oh yeah, so it's PS5. Well, shows my age. I was automatically thinking it's PS4. Time goes by way too quick. Well, well, they say that the only PlayStation I have is a PlayStation. Well, the vintage ones. The PS2, the most successful video game console in history by number of units sold. Fun little business fact. But yeah, it looks like it's going to be on PS5, Xbox Series X, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Which is fascinating because, I mean, mobile games are so ridiculously popular and addictive. I mean, Candy Crush was sold for a couple billion dollars. I mean, the amount of time people waste, I mean, spend on their phones playing those video games is astronomical. Now, jumping to the comics section, again, this came from Dexerto on Twitter. And within a day, it got 1.8 million views. So, as youth might say, it went viral. Cami Anime says, quote, upside down logo, Nike logo is ghost face. That got 171 comments. Vimionk says, quote, Quote, nah, why did they change the animation style? And quote, getting 45 likes. Which, try, I, now I'm curious. I, again, perhaps showing my age. Remember the Nintendo 64? I forget the, what was the South Park game called on that? I remember that was like one of the hardest, well, back when I was a kid, I was allowed to have those MRA games. So I remember it was that allure of like one friend, like across town may have had the South Park racing. And like once a year, you might be at their house and be like, oh my gosh, you actually have it? It's real? It was like a rumor of a rumor. This is back before you had the internet. Long time ago. So I'm saying a galaxy far, far away. Uh, those, people, those people are usually Star Trek fans, but nevertheless. Kidding. I know it's Disney and Star Wars. Yeah, it looks like not too bad. You can get it for about 20, 30 bucks for pre-used. Pre was it really just called South Park 64? I guess they did that with a lot of the video games back in the day for Nintendo 64. You got Mario 64. They 64 bits. Back back in the day, you used to measure success in video game consoles in bits. So, nevertheless, going back to the actual comment session from the video. Bum says, this is mid. Unquote, getting 24 likes. Ren says, quote, this trailer makes... Uh, rather, Ren says, quote, this trailer feels like one of those presentations in 7th grade where they tell you to make a TV commercial and quote, getting 65 likes. And yeah, that that does seem about right. I mean, the music is really good. The animation was pretty astounding. If you have a recommendation for a new software I can use to actually capture the picture in picture, I appreciate it. I'm looking for suggestions. Always looking for new, new technologies to learn to improve the show. And if you click the subscribe button, it may cure my stuttering. It's not 100% guaranteed. Nothing is in life. But if you click the button, it may very well assist. Maybe. Possibly. Just saying it's not... Can't hurt to try. Now, going back to the comments, this brown geek says, quote, South Park games are actually really fun. I expect this will be no different, unquote, getting 103 likes. Hundo says, quote, South Park games are underrated, unquote, getting 40 likes. Let's see here. Kevin D says, quote, LMFAO, this actually looks mint. Since back on the Nintendo 64, South Park games were always great. Who remembers the Mario Kart one or the first person shooter one, unquote, getting 10 likes. Let's see here. Well, a couple of people saying, I'm so ready for this. 
couple of them are saying this is weird, but overall, overwhelmingly popular responses. And again, I think South Park is one of the very, perhaps one of the last comedy shows that really makes fun of everyone near equally. They make fun of people on the right, people on the left, people in the middle, pretty much all political affiliations. As opposed to most comedy shows these days have acquiesced to the mainstream media and just stick to the one boring talking points, which again, if you're, if you're truly a good comedian, I believe you make fun of everyone equally, like Dave Chappelle. One of the reasons he's so popular is that he appeals to everyone. He treats everyone the same, he insults, and he makes jokes about everyone equally. So I think that's one of the reasons why South Park continues to be one of the most popular shows out there, especially for comedy. And can't but think this will probably be one of the most successful games. Looks like it's supposed to release in 2024. I'll try and see if there's a release date, but I do think it'll probably be one of the most successful games. So it'll be interesting to see what the sales figures look like when they finally come in. Other interesting cultural news, you have a Navy aircraft that was manned by all women lands in the water after they overshoot the runway, which is ridiculously embarrassing. I thought women were good at asking at directions. I thought men were the ones that we can't ask for directions. We get lost, but they, they went into the water? Fun, or joke, obviously, or maybe some, or maybe not. We'll see. Now this comes to us on Twitter as well as USA Supreme. Now this is the original article is by Michelle McKinney, and it says a Navy P eight A overshot the runway and landed in the sea. And these looks like the this aircraft, which is re, it's pretty darn large. It looks like it is valued at $173 million for this one aircraft, the P-8-A. Wow. That is a, that's a pretty big mistake. Now, they specifically know that, let's see here. The, the P-8-A reconnaissance and surveillance aircraft was on an approach to land on the runway at Marine Corps Air Station Kanaway Bay on the island of Oahu. And I'm not saying it's 100%, there's 98% chance I probably butchered that, probably. Let me know in the comments if you're from the local area and I may have even got it right, maybe. Now, they noted that, quote, the aircraft was landing and overshot the runway, unquote. This is according to First Lieutenant Haley Harms, a Marine Corps Base Hawaii spokesperson. The aircraft assigned to the Whidbey Island, Washington-based, quote, skinny dragons, unquote, of Patrol Squadron VP-4, Landed at 1.59 p.m. at local Hawaii time and ended up in shallow water just off the coast. The air station's main runway runs in north to northeast and south direction. Quote, at approximately 2 p.m. local Hawaii time, a U.S. Navy P-8 Poseidon overshot the runway on landing at Marine Corps Station, Conwell Bay, and ended up water nearby. All safety, all personal safety were safely evacuated from the aircraft. The crew assigned to the Whitby Island, Washington-based squadron VP-4, skinny dragons, we're on a detachment in support of maritime homeland defense, unquote. Well, it's definitely does it, this definitely makes our defense look good for America. <laughs> like, really? Like, they know that nine people were on board of the aircraft and no immediate injuries were reported. So I think it's pretty safe to say it's appropriate to make jokes for the situation considering no one was immediately injured and thankfully no one passed away from this incident. They noted that some are still being medically assessed, unquote. Perhaps for emotional damage, maybe. <laughs> Which, oddly enough, is a thing these days. Just ask a lawyer or go on Twitter. Now, 
Shortly after a Navy P-8 overshot the runway and landed in Koshaw Bay, everyone survived. I pointed out that the crew was diverse. For that, I got a scathing community note on X saying it wasn't true. The Navy is, the Navy is very proud of the fact that the P-8 fleet features the most diverse crews in military aviation. First Lieutenant Haley Harms, a Marine spokesperson, confirmed that the crew was both diverse and alive. Because the, the mainstream media isn't reporting the identity of the crew, the community notes community, community decided my comment was wrong. Knowing by the false crew, this is a picture of the crew that the U.S. Navy distributed to show how diverse their P-8 crews are. They did not share that this was did not share one of the P-8 crew that went for a swim. It looks like it is a picture of a is diverse in terms of race, but all the crew men are crew women, or they're because it's one, two, three, six, seven, nine. So they appear to be all women in this case. And this article again comes from USASupreme.com. Now, going over to Twitter, where I first saw the story, this came from JakeCan72, and his tweet before the picture of the plane in the water, he says, quote, If SCOTUS can rule against affirmative action, private sector and military need to stop with diversity hires. Navy retrieves 178 million PA-8 from the sea after female pilot misses the runway. No worries, the entire crew was female, and they all clapped, hugged, and cheered girl power, unquote. That got... Interesting enough, it has not gone viral yet. It only got 4,000 views and 81 likes, though. Not to brag, but I did get 7 likes a couple months ago, I think. Probably. Maybe. At N-I-C-T-O-P-P-I-G or The Topping Show, if you want to see more. Some top comments come from Roman RN says, quote, Yeah, this is ridiculous. I'm a woman and have no doubt women can do navigation and comms in the aircraft. But when you have a crew that is that large and are all female, something tells me that we're all talking about experience or skills. Sets being used to determine its comp competency. It's getting to the point where we you can't even call it diversity because they're all one protected subgroup getting hired for the top jobs. Diversity, by definition, would include different races, genders, etc. Not only whatever flavor is protected class is for the day. Unquote. That got 18 likes. David McComb says, "Quote and I have a classmate, a male." That was grounded after he had a summer incident, unquote, getting three likes. Rodney Reinler says, quote, okay, so the newsworthy was that they were all females. Has the Navy run out of male pilots, unquote, getting one like. Now, Wendy Patterson says, quote, the female story was a lie, unquote, getting three likes. Let me see here. So, again, if you have contradictory stories or facts or sources, let me know. Because right now, it looks, again, that's what couple of the articles noted that they were all female but let me know it looks like well, most of them are roasting this particular incident let's see here a lot of people saying this will be on the record for life what a disaster how inept can you be and a couple of people are saying this is a lie so let's see here what we just Search this really quick. U.S. Navy. Now, granted, I don't know how much you can trust most search engines these days. Let's see here. Check out another one. Oh. I see another person commenting on Twitter. Can't help but suspect the story is true if Google only has seven search results. How's that ever happened to you before? That's never happened to me before. 
seven results. If you just search Navy retrieves 178 million PA8. Now, if I go to Brave, which I suspect will give us some more accurate results, and I search that same exact term, I get one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I get pages of articles. Here's one article from CNN. So that's very interesting. Why would Google not have Google not have that article from CNN? No. Google had a couple things from InternetArchive.com, Aviation Week, and the article that I actually mentioned a minute ago, USASupreme.com. See here. Well, let's see here. Now Google, no, rather the let's see here. CNN, I just tried to do control F to see if I could find the term that indicates it was all female. Let's see, twin engines, no casualties, US Navy, do 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 do. Let's see. CNN did not clarify. Let's see here. So again, let me know if you have additional facts that might contradict this story. Let's see here. Overstreet to why. Now, interestingly enough, this comes after just days where Vivek Ramaswamy said the U.S. Pentagon was asking for about, I believe it's $114 million for their DEI initiatives to increase their rates of hiring in those areas of protected classes. It'll be interesting to see what's the result on the U.S. military. We'll see, and then we might have to do a correction next uh, in a couple days from now if we see further evidence come to the light. But, again, it'll be interesting to see what kind of effects this has on the military. I suspect we would probably decrease the value and decrease the efficiencies because anytime you decrease the sample size, you're going to have lesser results because you just have less things to choose from. That's why most private companies hire everyone. I mean, most companies that want to have the best results will just take every single resume. It doesn't matter what the person's age, race, or religion is. Get every resume possible and choose whoever has the best qualifications, who has the best past track record, who's going to be best fit for the company. And that's usually how they get the best results because, again, get the most applications, the most resumes. Anytime you start to decrease that, well, now you're precluding other people who may be more qualified or may have different experiences. So it'll be interesting to see. But let me know. It'll be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Now, going over to the political part of the podcast, we jump back to a couple days ago, reviewed DeSantis' Thanksgiving tweet. Because, of course, every politician has a little obligatory uh, little tweet every time there's a holiday. And it looks like DeSantis actually has a video, and it didn't really go viral for him. It got about 350,000 views, but it did get 9.4 thousand likes. So a little bit more likes than, than usual when it comes to DeSantis. And interestingly enough, he says in text, Thank, Happy Thanksgiving, America. And he has about 45-second speech here. Although, I don't think he deserves an A-plus for marketing. He did not suit up as every man should always do for every occasion i would argue now he's wearing what appears to be albeit a custom type of rain jacket or um little rain vest with a little logo for his campaign on it so it'll be a good marketing there but without further ado we'll play the video well hello i want to wish everybody a happy thanksgiving uh, abraham lincoln in 1863 in the midst of the civil war uh, put out a proclamation uh, advising the american people to thank God 
for all the blessings of this country. And that was in the midst of the bloodiest battle, internal battle that the country's ever seen. And so as we get ready to sit down for Thanksgiving dinner with our families this time, we see the problems in our country. Uh, we see that we've hit the skids in a lot of different ways, uh, but we should be thankful to be Americans. We should be thankful uh, that we live in a country that was founded on enduring principles about human freedom. We are gonna turn this country around uh, and we are gonna get the job done. So please enjoy Thanksgiving. God bless you all. Well, so not too bad of a speech. Now, the real question is, does it resonate with the prospective voters? Was it a good move on the political chessboard? Let's dive in the comments and find out. So again, it got a pretty good amount of views. It got 350,000 views, 9.4 thousand likes. So it's pretty good. Now, first comment comes from someone by the name of Stex Hemhammer666. says, quote, did you cut the, your turkey with an electric saw? Unquote. They got 165 likes, which... I suppose it's a social faux pas or dig at your masculinity if you use the electric one, which I could see that, I guess. You, sh you really shouldn't need an electric one to cut the turkey, really. So I suppose that is a Thanksgiving burn? Roast? Roast would be a better pun. I'll use that word. Thanksgiving roast? Perhaps. Someone by the name of Republican Reflections says, quote, Thank you for saying we are going to turn this country around because that's exactly what we are going to do. When I... When I say we, I mean MAGA. Too bad you won't be a part of it, Ron. Should have listened to the people, unquote. That got 104 likes. XRP Patriot says, quote, When will you resume your job as governor of Florida, unquote. That got 147 likes. Which, that's the, kind of the issue is he's been termed out, so he can't run for the governor again. So a lot of people suspect maybe that's one of the reasons he's decided to attempt to run for the Republican nominee to be president of the United States is because he cannot run again as governor of Florida. Now, we're starting to get a couple positive ones. Someone by the name of Florida Mike says, quote, Happy Thanksgiving Day to our next president, hashtag with DeSantis. I got 104 likes, so not too shabby. Let's see here. Pure-blooded hillbilly Magadonanen. Although they don't get an A-plus for marketing because they did not have the iconic red MAGA hat. Which, in terms of marketing, pretty brilliant. People knew exactly your voting allegiance just from a hat. Which, I, that'd be a fun business study and politics study. How much money did he Trump raise from those little hats? A fair amount, I bet to, I would probably argue. Now, nevertheless, this pure, uh, alleged pure-blooded hillbilly MAGA Donnan says, quote, How does it feel now that the January 6th tapes are out and you personally set up D.C. police office in Florida to arrest patriots or Trump supporters. You, Bush Cheney, St. Elmo's closet globalist rhino, we see you. Unquote. And I got 16 likes, though. Yeah, we did get 16 likes. Someone by the name of Sergio Rodriguez says, quote, Ron reminds me of the creepy guy from Seinfeld, unquote. Getting 24 likes. And a funny little clip from the Seinfeld show. And our, now this is, someone took a picture, or it's a little picture of Ron DeSantis. It looks like he's, he is attempting to smile. And next to him is a picture of an, it's just an egg on a stick. And this comes from Steve for breakfast. And he says, quote, way to post Speaker Johnson's Thanksgiving message in a video form, unquote. And he is a picture of, and it says endorsed by Egg on a stick. That got 71 likes. American Y Proudo says, quote, 
my ex-favorite governor, what did he call us? I'm quoting 79 likes. Someone by the name of Nate says, quote, Happy Thanksgiving to you and the kids. Need to see at Casey DeSantis hit Mason with another pick six. It looks like to be a wholesome video of Ron DeSantis still in boots throwing around a football. Although he did suit up in this particular video, as all men should. It looks like his wife may have intercepted the ball. There you go. All right. That got 57 likes. Moon High says, quote, he's so fake. I'm quoting 56 likes as well. Sebastian saying, quote, why is this guy so awkward? And 13 likes. And, well, some folks, it just happens that way. Truth be told, I hear that more often than not. Which, if this is your first time tuning in, or perhaps a multiple time tuning in, you'd probably be like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Topping probably hears that too. But, nevertheless, that did get 13 likes. Many people saying Happy Thanksgiving came between 10 and 20 likes. A couple more. Well, someone literally, Magic Magical Trevor says, literally, go F yourself, loser, getting 23 likes. Juxtaposed right to him, a comment right under him says, uh, thank you, sir. Happy Thanksgiving, Ron, and get 23 likes. Man, it really, and then a lot of people just saying Trump, Trump, Trump. Some of them get 72 likes by just saying Trump, Trump, Trump. That's from Nick. And, oh, geez, I'd say 50-50 split in terms of how many of these are supportive of DeSantis versus against him, which is not his worst post. So there's a little silver lining, or if you squint hard enough, you can say the glass is half full. So not too bad for... Ron DeSantis's Thanksgiving tweet. Let me know in the comments if you think this is going to actually help him in the polls, or do you think this will just kind of more or less just keep things the same? Be fascinating here what you have to say. Other interesting political news you have Vivek Ramaswamy's Thanksgiving tweet. Now, he actually looks like he went to Iowa, which makes sense. I was a swing state and humble brag, a little bit of an Iowan myself, and pretty great state. McConaughey needs a little bit of help. I always tell people Texas is like Iowa in terms of the people and culture, but with a kick-ass economy. Now, it looks like Vivek is actually doing a little bit of a Thanksgiving run, which is one of the most popular things people do. Truth be told, when my family lived closer together, we'd always do like the 5K fun run, or myself, I would do the, like the 10K because I had the two options there. And Vivek says, quote, taking the road less traveled, and he has a emoji of the turkey as well as the American flag, and he says the Des Moines turkey trot, which... Des Moines is probably the second most popular city. Well, depending on who you ask in Iowa, really. I would argue the best city in Iowa is Iowa City, just because you got the Hawkeyes there, obviously. Or, not obviously, if not from Iowa. But, nevertheless, I mean, Des Moines is one of the most popular places. They have several businesses there. And this got about 266,000 views and 6,000 likes. And it looks like he's actually running with a stroller. So, a little, little bit even more of a challenge. So, we'll go ahead and play that really quick. Perhaps the one time, I will allow an exception for not suiting up, is when you're running a race. It makes sense to be a little bit cumbersome to actually wear a suit. Although, truth be told, during some marathons and half marathons, I've seen people running in suits as well as costumes, which is an extra challenge because it adds a lot of weight. But nevertheless, this is the one time where Vivek did not suit up. Appropriate, I'll allow it. He's a little running by, he says, let's see. Five miles. Five miles. Five miles. Five asleep. I thought the, uh, if the little man was awake, we'd go five days to sleep. Let's do five miles. Let's take the road less traveled. Yeah. <laughs> road less traveled on your Yeah. Five miles. There you go. So doing a five mile run, pretty good with a stroller. 
And it also kind of shows the ineptitudes of the average presidential nominees, uh, left and right. Most of them couldn't even run a five, five miles, yet alone a 5K. Most of them can't even run more than to the bathroom. Which, another thing, I think we need to have more youthful folks get into politics, while also people with morals and values. Two very rare things, and I'm both skeptical about those, those things actually getting more into politics. But how many other Republican nominees can do this? Could Chris Christie do this? Eh, probably not. I mean, DeSantis? Yeah, probably. Trump? Yeah. But it's like the average person in D.C. is so disconnected. Like, they're so health... Well, like perhaps they're an accurate, unfortunately, an accurate representation of America after all. Because most of them are morbidly obese and unhealthy, and they're getting pretty old. Which, again, there's some things you can't control in life. You can't control your age yet. But anyone could just, you know work out and make themselves a little bit stronger mentally and physically, reading a book, going to the gym, shoot, just taking a walk every day, or just eating one damn vegetable a day, all those good things add up in the aggregate. I mean, it's just like saving a dollar a day by not buying a, a cup of coffee at the store. Well, throughout the year, that's $365, or even more, because you have to pay 1.25% sales tax, well, at least in Texas. And I think it's a pretty good advertisement in terms of Vivek, because again, it shows he can actually run, which a lot of these candidates can't. And he's also running with a stroller, so you get this sentimental, you get the family attachment. Shows that, he's, yeah, you probably a good family atmosphere. Now, I don't believe that's his wife running next to him, but that would have been an even more bonus if you wanted to throw that in there. But overall, I think it was an effective thing to put out on Twitter for the Thanksgiving tweet. Now, will the comment section agree with me, or will they roast him like a Thanksgiving goose or turkey? Let's dive and find out. One of the first responses comes from Frankly Frank, and he says, quote unquote, nice shirt. And it says, Rebel, Rebel Scum, and it says, since 7076. It has Vivek's, oh, it's a V, but with American flag colors and characteristics. That got 106 likes. It looks like Vivek liked it and got 64 likes. So he, Vivek responded to that with a thumbs up emoji, getting 64 likes. Lando Bittner says, quote, Presidential candidate who had actually run so many miles, so refreshing. Why is this not the norm? Unquote. Getting 130 likes. America First says, quote, man of the people. Unquote. Getting 35 likes. Here. Matthew 634 says, hmm, I think that road has been traveled a lot recently, it seems. Laugh out loud emoji. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Vivek. You're getting pen and your family. And, quote, getting 11 likes. Ram Cogniti says, quote, Vivek will be the highest energy president ever, unquote, getting 61 likes. All in Crypto says, quote, keep going Vivek, getting 26 likes. Stephen Hardy says, quote, unquote, this guy's in Sapple, unquote, getting 20 likes. Terry Edwards says, quote, wishing you hope, joy, peace, good health and favor and love on this Thanksgiving day, getting 13 likes. News Nomad says, quote, wholesome dad content, 100%, unquote, getting 100 and, and sorry, 19 likes. See here. We do have a contrarian statement, so we had to do a little bit of digging, but we found someone who's not in agreement with the next post. Though, I would say for marketing, this person gets a D minus or an F, because this person's profile name on Twitter is Golden Memes. And they did not, in fact, respond with a meme. That's just an F for marketing. Actually, now, now that I think about it, it's an F for marketing. There's not even a meme in this person's profile picture. And this is not the first offense this person has done this, mind you. Nevertheless, this alleged Golden Memes says, quote, Why the baby... On the stroller, is this some sort of gimmick, unquote, and that did get one like. 
Now, someone in the comments also responded to that particular one saying, no, I see parents jog with their kids all the time. Maybe a kid. Uh, Ross Andrew responded with the most popular response to that saying, did your dad not take you anywhere? Unquote. And I got seven likes. Which, as youth might say, that ratio of that response, because again, that guy got seven likes, but the original statement only got one like. Which, again, if you ever go to a five, five kids especially, there's a lot of parents there. And truth be told, I think it's a good family activity. Let's see here. Oh, this is perhaps one of the most entertaining one, ones. Jason Kelly says, quote, DeSantis would have broken a heel in the first quarter mile, unquote, getting eight likes and perhaps getting an A-plus for comedy since that is, bootgate is real, is uh, trending. Rick LaGrappi says, quote, the t-shirt is hilarious, unquote, getting eight likes. So overall, I would say overwhelmingly positive responses. Military overload also says Biden would never, unquote, getting three likes, which, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, water could is also two things as well. Let's see here. Wait, one more. Lewis MP2 says, quote, Happy Thanksgiving to you and the family, Mr. Vivek. Thank you for your hard work and patriotism. I'm cooking five likes. So it looks like, yep, overwhelmingly positive responses. And again, we'll see how much this helps him in the polls as we see updated poll aggregators to see if it helps him pull ahead of the polls a little bit. Because again, Vivek's. He's doing a lot of good things, but he needs to do something to get him up in the polls. I mean, he used to be neck and neck with Nikki Haley. Now the poll aggregator has him about 5%, Nikki Haley at 10%. Now, granted, DeSantis is dropping like a rock. Last time I checked, he's at 12.6%. He started at 30, I think it was like 30 or 32%. And now DeSantis is already down to 12.6%. So, I mean, with so many candidates falling, Nikki Haley being one of the few that's actually increasing throughout the campaign, It'll be interesting to see if Vivek could actually pass DeSantis in the poll aggregators in the next couple of months, a couple of weeks. And what does he need to do to actually pass Nikki Haley as well? Because he was ahead of her at one point. So let me know in the comments. Do you think this will have any big effect on his polls? Do you think it'll actually help him out? And then what do you think he needs to do additionally to actually reverse that trend and actually have him start to go back up in the polls? Be fascinating here. What you have to say. Other interesting political news, you have Chris Christie's Thanksgiving tweet, and of course he uses it as an opportunity to insult Donald Trump, which, I mean, that's perhaps Chris Christie's only thing people know him about. He's morbidly obese, and he hates Donald Trump. Like, every time you see him or hear him, those are the two things that are there every single time. I mean, half the comments usually are just talking about Trump derangement syndrome, how, oh, this isn't just exclusive to Chris Christie, but a lot of people, that's all they can think about. It's as if he lives in their head rent-free. Now, it looks like for Chris Christie, this what did do pretty successful in terms of the number of people who viewed it. Now, the likes, not as great. Now, specifically, this got about 359,000 views on the Twitter, or as 18 people call it, X. This increased a little bit. It used to only be 12. But nevertheless, it got 359,000 views and 4.5 thousand likes. Now, before the clip, and actually... He's actually on Fox News, which a lot of people these days just call it Diet CNN or Diet MSNBC. But nevertheless, he says before the clip, he says, quote, let's make sure this, this Thanksgiving is the last one where we, where we let Donald Trump divide us at the dinner table. You, your family, your friends are more important than him. Join us today at ChrisChristie.com. And without further ado, we'll play the clip. And this is perhaps one of the few times you're thankful we don't have the picture-in-picture -picture software yet. So you won't get to see Chris Christie actually talk or attempt to talk. Now, to his credit, he did suit up, as all men should. So he did, he did something right.
This guy has not only divided our party, he's divided families all over this country. He's divided friends all over this country. I've spoken to people, and I know everyone else has, who have sat at Thanksgiving dinner or at a birthday party and can't have a conversation anymore if they disagree with Donald Trump. Which, I was going to say, isn't that politics in general? It is fascinating that in the United States, especially people are hyper-focused on Trump. But even before Trump, I mean, Barack Obama was a very divisive political leader. That was a very contrarian. He did a lot of contrarian things, like blowing up kids without, or you know, killing U.S. citizens without trials overseas. I mean, there are a lot of controversy around his presidential behavior, and there's a little awkward conversations. But it seems like there's some validity to what he's saying. There's some modicum. People really, really talk about Trump a lot. Although at the end of the day, why? I mean, I understand there are certain things that will definitely change your life on a federal level. But interestingly enough, a lot of things that affect your daily life is done on the local level. So I always tell people, if you really want to make a lot of changes in your daily life when it comes to politics invading your life, go vote, out, go, go vote or go run to campaign on a local level. Because that is, again, how you can have great impact to the community. But yeah, Chris Christie, and it, this is his whole shtick. And again, I understand there are a certain percentage in the Republican Party who hate Trump. They'll vote for Chris Christie in his nominee to be the nominee on that fact alone. Now, the issue is, there are not enough people in that area. Because not in one poll have I seen Chris Christie go above any of the other Republican nominees. He's consistently between 2 and 2, maybe 2.2% and 2.9% in the polls to become the Republican nominee for the presidential election. I, even, like, you have Vivek Ramaswamy on average doubling that. Then Nikki Haley, usually 5 to 6%. Nikki Haley's at 10%. DeSantis, even with shooting himself in his high heel foot multiple times, he's still at about 12.6% on average. Of course, Trump is now at 60.2%. That's a poll aggregator, too. That's an average of the polls. So, again, Chris Christie keeps attacking him, but why? It's helping his campaign get a couple more votes, but will this get him the nominee? This is not mathematically possible with all the data we have now. Correct me if you think I'm wrong, but... I can only suppose Chris Christie is fighting for a cabinet position if DeSantis is to somehow win, or perhaps another. But I mean, on average, Chris Christie is the one going hardest against Trump, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to help him out. But let's see. He has, and we coined this term on the show, there's a phenomenon on Twitter known as the Chris Christie effect, a fascinating mathematical anomaly in which you get zero positive responses, which I thought was impossible. But on two separate occasions, we did some investigation we found two instances where Chris Christie would tweet something, not a single person would have a positive response to his tweet, which means not even his family or his campaign staff are on Twitter. Because one would think, if you had someone in your family or someone there, they'd say something positive about your tweet. But apparently even they aren't actually listening to what he has to say. So let's see, let's dive into the comments and find out. And again, they got 359,000 views. So again, for Chris Christie, that's better than average. So that's an upside to that. And of course, the first one is someone by the name of William O'Cackham saying, quote, let's make this the last Thanksgiving where Governor DeSantis eats all the turkey and dressing, unquote. And it is a little Photoshop music video of you have Weird Al, where Weird Al did a famous parody of Michael Jackson instead of, what is it, Bad? Or no, just, what was it, just... The parody was Just Eat It instead of Just Beat It. And it was a parody in which, you know, 
the song was originally Michael Jackson, Just Beat It. And then Weird Al came along and he did a parody called Just Eat It. And it would be about him eating more and more food and gaining weight throughout the music video. And someone photoshopped Chris Christie's face on top of the, what used to be comically obese. Now, they probably just could have used Chris Christie and put this clothing on Chris Christie's bodies. Because back then it was comical, now it's becoming average in the United States. But they got 236 likes. That's the top response to this statement. And 5.1 thousand views. But maybe this is an anomaly. Maybe it's Russell positive. Let's dive in even more. Someone by the name of Kobe3408 says, quote, I'm seriously so sick and tired of you always bashing our President Trump. You are so pathetic, Christy. You will never become our president because America doesn't like you, unquote. With many uses of the capitalization key. Now, that got 240 likes. So even more popular than the previous statement. Next response comes from Emily Vikal saying, quote, LOLO, you are a divider, unquote. You got 362 likes. Again, now the most popular response. Someone by the name of Brad Capilandi says, quote, Chris, just make sure you don't divide your chair you barely fit on, unquote. And then there's a picture of Elizabeth Warren saying, quote, from my tribe to yours, happy Thanksgiving, unquote. She is perhaps one of the biggest con artists in history. She claimed to be Native American to get a minority scholarship. She's less than 1% Native American. She's also mentally morally vacuous, to say the least, which contributes to so many people roasting her online. And that got 258 likes. Doberman, which A plus for uh, marketing, is a picture of a Doberman with an American flag as opposed to fur on their body. Now, I don't know how the Doberman is using the keyboard, but nevertheless, this alleged Doberman says, quote, go away already, hashtag Trump 2024. They got 161 likes. Cole Quickie fan says, quote, just drop out already, unquote, getting 256 likes. Brad Capilandi says again, now his second tweet, he says, quote, people like Chris and the mainstream media have been dividing us for eight years with their hysterics and propaganda, not Trump, unquote. They got 792 likes. Patriot Dad says, quote, Chris Christie is the guy dividing Americans. You can't make this up. Christie is a total zero. They got 725 likes. SMD says, quote, give it up. Your vendetta is pathetic, unquote, getting 487 likes. Risky Christie says, quote, always talking about the dinner table. Go figure, unquote, getting 162 likes. Let's see here. Trump broke me. That's a quote from Bruce Bain, getting 124 likes. Vince Langman says, quote, my God, I feel bad for the turkey at your dinner table, unquote. Got 444 likes. Ryan Mata says, quote, you have a 1% lead over the fourth place person who is behind Trump by 6,000 points. I'm not a genius, by, but that means you lose. P.S. Trump will be president for the next four years. Hashtag ultra mega. Hashtag Trump 2024. Unquote. They got 131 likes. Loki's mom says, quote, what's on Christie's mind? The dinner table as usual. Rolling eyes emoji. That got 337 likes. Sri Harsha says, quote, make sure you divide that turkey portions among your family equally, not proportionally. Otherwise, they'll create more division than Trump, unquote. They got 112 likes. A lot of pictures of Chris Christie eating a donut. 
Let's see here. AG says, quote, nothing will divide you and food on the dirty table. Let's be honest, unquote, getting 70 likes. Let's see here. A lot of people talking about Republicans being rhinos, or also known as Republican in name only. Kevin Smith says, quote, you never talk about anything else, unquote, getting 39 likes. Question LT says, quote, this post creates division, unquote, getting 87 likes. Okay, this may be the Chris Christie effect in reality, part three. We're scrolling. Let's see here. A lot of people say they would never let Chris Christie near their dinner table. Saying drop, drop out, go away. Francis Blog says, quote, the Lincoln Project candidate, unquote, getting 37 likes. Let's see. Some horrifying AI images of him trying to eat food. Harry Schwartz saying, quote, he doesn't divide us at all, white Lizzo. You do. You and your scabberench, poach, smoking, cheddar humping, glob slobbering, spooge guesting, pardon the French here, but rectal snipping, dickle, st insults I've never even heard of. That got 80, 89 likes. See, a lot of people are saying that they want Trump game between to be president, game between ten and thirty likes. Let's see. A lot of people are saying Trump isn't dividing us, you are. Easy there, Mr. Two Percent. A lot of people are saying that game between five and nine likes. Let's see. Leave a little food. <laughs> Uh, leave a little food for your family. I got five likes. RT says, quote, you don't look like you suffered any division at the dinner table, unquote, getting nine likes. Really, this this may be the Chris Christie effect in a part three or for the third time. I'm scrolling. Uh, blah, 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 bro. A lot of people using the sign, not Seinfeld, the guy from Seinfeld, Mr. Phil Knight. Is it Phil Knight? He was also in Jurassic Park. He says, the GF for the meme is, see, no one cares. Uh, a lot of parodies from Austin Powers, from the guy saying, I can't stop eating. Why is he always talking about food? You won't pay me to vote for this blowhard. Give it up, dude. No one likes you. A man that can't master himself will never be able to master people. Getting two likes. A lot of people saying mute, shut up, mute button. A lot of people saying it's propaganda by the Democratic Party. We're scrolling, folks. Someone actually turned the picture of Chris Christie in a beach lawn chair into a Thanksgiving Day Parade balloon. Got five likes. Let's see. I mean, there are a lot of comments. I'm scrolling down. Why aren't you in prison? This is the kind of crap why your mom hates you, getting five likes. You can't have my leftover cheeseburger, getting three likes. A lot of people calling him weird. 
let's see here. Because again, again, we've pre if you're watching the whole show, we've covered Ron DeSantis. We've also covered Vivek Ramaswamy. They didn't mention Trump at all. Now we, we'll cover Nikki Haley in a couple minutes here on her Thanksgiving tweet. But again, thus far he's the only person poking fun at Donald Trump. We got it. We, we are all the way at the bottom. We've seen all the replies. And there's nothing. There's no positive ones. The last one is from AMC Moon Traveler. Literally just says loser. Some by the name of Ari Crow MD says, "What would you categorize this as an obsession? We have medication for this. Getting three likes." Richard said, "Quote and definitely more important than you." Unquote. Getting two likes. So all the way to the bottom. Chris Christie has achieved the Chris Christie effect for the third time since we started covering the phenomenon on the show, where in which zero people responded in a positive manner to his original tweet. A mathematical anomaly. Someone called against World Book Record. This must be written down to be remembered for the ages. And again, I don't see this helping his campaign. Him going on something like MSNBC or CNN, in general, that probably helps him because the audience, but even then, those folks are more often not going to vote for Biden regardless. So again, there's a lot of people joking, Chris Christie's on the wrong ticket, you should be you know, on a Democratic ticket. Because again, with the current campaign strategy, I mean, right now the Magic 8-Ball, or perhaps the Magic Turkey, would say that look for Chris Christie to become the Republican nominee. The outlook is not so good. Other interesting political news, you have Nikki Haley's Thanksgiving turkey tweet. Now, going to her personal profile on the good old Twitter, or as 18 people call it X, she has a little picture of herself as well as a little caption, and this got not too bad. It got about 208,000 views. And 4.3 thousand likes, which by Chris Christie, he got about 300 thousand views and about the same amount of likes. It's a little bit better of a ratio for Nikki Haley. And she says in text, "quote We are missing part of our family today. Michael, who is deployed overseas, and Rena, who is working at the hospital. While on this Thanksgiving day, our family is not together in person. We are together in spirit. Thank you for the blessings of faith, family, and country. Wishing all of you a wonderful Thanksgiving. Such a reminder of how blessed we are to live in America." And then she has a picture with her, and I'm not familiar with her family. I'm not sure if these are direct relations or extended family, but she has a picture of herself, a gentleman in a military uniform, a, I believe that might be her daughter, as well as her daughter's boyfriend or husband, maybe. Maybe the guy in the military is her husband? So it looks like maybe part of her family. Nevertheless, pretty good Thanksgiving tweet, not too divisive. She didn't do the Chris Christie effect where she just blamed Trump for everything or mentioned Trump. She just kind of kept it on point, talking about her family and how they're touching the good points about how her family's involved in the community in good ways. I mean, you got one in the military, you got one in the hospital, both highly respected areas of service in the United States for the most part. So, pretty good. I mean, she didn't use it as a blowhard moment, talking about, you know, vote for me, XYZ, which I don't think, regardless of who did it, I don't know how good taste that would be, no matter who said it. I think the best message, if you are to do some type of campaign post or any post on a holiday, it's best to highlight the importance of the holiday and as well as your family, what you're grateful for. So I think it makes sense in that regard. Now, interestingly enough, this, I mean, this doesn't really give me a compelling reason to vote for her, but let's go to the comments and see, did they roast her like a turkey or did they praise her and say, great job? Let's dive in and find out. Let's see here. Someone by the name of CCCIO says, quote, it looks like a comic strip. And it is someone saying to a group of people, 
Muslim countries standing with Palestine and all the hands are raised to the crowd. And then the same person at the podium says, quote, Muslim countries willing to take Palestine refugees and no one in the crowd is now raising their hand. That got 24 likes. And I guess in terms of the background, Nikki Haley is very much more pro-interventionalism in terms of geopolitical pol uh, policies. She thinks kind of traditional conservative or uh, depending on how you decide how you define conservatives in general, more of the traditional perhaps Republican stance where they believe that global peace is essentially determined and helped with deterrence effect and having the United States actively involved in global conflicts. That's some of the theories that are out there in that regard. And that post got 24 likes. Manhattan Shades says, quote, God bless you, Nikki. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm quoting 19 likes. Spaceman, although it looks like he is not in space, so not A-plus for marketing, Mr. Alleged Spaceman. In fact, as they look like the, the Wall Street Bets guys with glasses and the, I forget what you call it, the the towel with the string on it. And again, I'm, I'm obviously butchering the description, but it is the headpiece that you see worn in, more in the Middle East. And this alleged spaceman says, quote, Lucky you, go to Gaza and take a look at the many children who lost their entire family. While on this Thanksgiving Day, their family will never be together in person, but they will be together in spirit. Thank you, Nikki, for sending my hard-earned tax dollars to Israel, Egypt, and Jordan to commit crimes against humanity, unquote. And that did get 31 likes. So again, it's a small sample size thus far. We've only read a couple comments, but that is actually the most popular one thus far. War Reports says, quote, God bless America. Don't vote to Nikki Haley, period. Grammar aside, that did get 31 likes. Let's see here. Fourth comment. They are all corrupt, says, quote, children born on U.S. soil to foreign citizen parents are not eligible to be U.S. president. Hashtag Kamala Harris, Nikki Haley, and Vivek Ramaswamy were born to foreign citizens' parents, unquote. Which, foreign citizen, I mean, if they're a citizen, yeah, you have to, if your parents come here legally, they become citizens and they have kids, I mean, I would say, I would be, my three cents, I obviously believe they should be here because their parents are here legally and they have a kid. I'm not sure where this person is getting this idea from. That, nevertheless, to get 14 likes on the Twitter. Someone just did pictures of pumpkins. Say uh, This person, uh, Robert the Gunny Richie, said there's always stuff to be grateful for, getting two likes. Joel Mazur says, quote, amen, looking forward to having you as our next president, unquote, getting five likes. Let's see here. Not a lot of comments. Uh, Patrice simply says, stop war, getting one like. Let's see here. One of the most popular responses comes from Naif Rajib. He says, quote, Dear Nikki, happy Thanksgiving to you, ma'am, and your honorable family. At least you can meet with your family and, and in one homeland. But Palestinian people are dispersed because of the Zionist occupation and terrorism. A horrific thing that happened 75 years ago, as well as you, as you know that very well, when the people of Palestine hosted the fleeing and unjust Nazi Holocaust, the Zionists came to the land of Palestine's refugees and fleeing from justice. Hitler's Europe, instead of thanking the Palestine people for hospitality, the Zionists went on and occupied their country then expelled them into the desert, and to this day, they suffer in the Gaza Strip, the West Bank, and even in all of Palestine. You must have witnessed the killing of thousands of children and thousands of women without fault. You must you must also be following the Zionist siege of the Church of the Holy 
Speculator. I hope that you convey to your people the pain of the people of Christ, the Palestinians. You are a mother. How many mothers have lost newborns in Palestine? Do you not help a criminal escape from his crime? Greetings to you and your respective family members. That did get eight likes. That was a book and a lot of data, debatably how much of it is true. I'd have to die. That'd be, that'd be a whole podcast in and of itself. Now, the top responses to that original statement comes from who to thought says, quote, while a revisionist history and its best game, unquote, and they got five likes. Let's see here. And then going back to the main quotes to the gun to Nikki Haley's original statement. Let's see. Political Voice says, quote, this tweet could have been sent in a WhatsApp group's message to your family, unquote, getting four likes. Uh, a couple of people calling her a war criminal. Let's see. SSJ Gato Gacha says, quote, Haley, I am a soldier. Did you know your husband can take a picture in civvies to show he is a normal man and not a prop for your campaign? As an American soldier for almost a decade, it disgusts me that you and your husband treat his uniform as a mere prop for your family campaign. Unquote. Getting four likes. Which, yeah, I think it, I would, again, uh, maybe it isn't common knowledge, but I, it makes sense you don't have to always wear a uniform if you're, like, if you're at home and you're visiting family. But I certainly do agree that I could see the point of a lot of people use that as a political campaign tool to remind people that they are the military. Because, again, if I just see her husband in a suit, I would respect him because he suited up as all men should. But... I wouldn't necessarily know he is serving in the military without additional context. So I understand how some people are using that as a political mechanism as well as, well as a way to give people additional data without having to literally spell it out. Let's see here. A lot of people, a couple of people getting between three and four likes saying thank you for your service, Nikki Haley, or thank you for making our you know, lives better somehow. I they didn't say it somehow, I did. Let's see. George R. Gay says, quote, Governor Haley, thank you for your, you and your family for your service. Thank you to your principled race for the presidency. We must not have a former president back again. Unquote, getting six likes. So interesting enough, I see overall pretty positive for Nikki Haley. Now, of course, the real question is, how will this help her in the polls? She has been increasing, interestingly enough, and... Let's see here, pull up the poll aggregator. I mean, last Friday she was, what was it? I mean, she had increased. So like the past four weeks, she went to about six to 7% all the way up to 10%. So last Friday she was at 10%. I believe Trump is still at 60.2 or 60.3%. And DeSantis is just falling like a rock. He's at 12.6% about. So she is catching up to DeSantis. And again, the big question for the Republican nominee is, will Trump be barred by legal or illegal methods from the government or even the states? Some states are rumored to just want to take his name off the ballot. There's a lot of unknowns, a lot of uncertainties with this election. And that very well, it might be an instance where being in second place could put you in first place. So again, DeSantis' his campaign is just dropping like a rock. He started around 30% in terms of the Republican nominee when they're doing these polls. When asking people, like, who do you think would be the best Republican nominee? I mean, DeSantis was starting around 30, 32%. Trump's at 40%, 42%. And 
how many months has these polls been going? Because the polls aggregator started, what was this, January 2023? And yeah, Trump's got all the way up to 60 point, uh, last Friday, 60.3%. And so Nikki Haley is going, coming up in the polls. And it probably does help that a couple of nominees are dropping out. So instead of those people voting for them, they're voting for someone else. But the real question is, what statements does she have to make and what moves does she have to make on the political chessboard to actually surpass DeSantis? Or alternatively, just keep doing what she's doing and DeSantis keeps shooting himself in his high-heeled boots. And before you know it, DeSantis is at 2%. Because, again, look at his trajectory. DeSantis has come down, down, down. And, again, I'm not sure who he's surrounding himself with. As a governor, I think DeSantis has good policies, but this campaign staff is not an asset to him and it's not helping him. So let me know in the comments. Does Nikki Haley just need to kind of ride, just kind of keep steady, and DeSantis will, at the current trend, just blow, go below her in the in the ratings, or do you think she makes maybe needs to make another bold move or two to actually move ahead of him in the polls sooner? Be interesting to see, but also be fascinating here what you have to say. Now, going on to the business blunder of the day, you have Papa John's to pay a hundred seventy-five thousand dollar fine for to sell a discrimination case from a blind, former blind employee. Now, it looks like how the mighty have fallen since they kicked out the founder for, the, I believe, the second time. They're now only the fourth largest pizza delivery chain. And it looks like they'll specifically pay out, and this is thanks to USA Today, they'll pay out $175,000 to former employee Michael Barnes, who is a blind man who was denied accommodation and fired before working a single shift, according to the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. They noted that the move violates the Americans with Disabilities Act, Act, rather, which prohibits discrimination against people with disabilities in several areas, including employment, transportation, public accommodations, communications, and access to state and local government programs and services. See here. Someone from the EEOC's General Counsel by the name of Carla Gilbride says, quote, not allowing blind and visually impaired people to travel to and from work in the way that affords them confidence and independence is akin to telling sighted workers not to rely on the flexibility and independence of driving that they may not travel to work by car, unquote. Which actually, by that very, that'd be actually a good argument why gasoline should not be taxed, should have tolls for the government. I mean, that's prohibiting some people's transportation. The government gas, literally taxing every ga um, gallon of gasoline you purchase, having a registration fee every year. Another time for another time, perhaps. Now, it looks like Barnes had applied for a job in early, a little bit of background, applied for a job in early 2020 at Papa John's Pizza Restaurant in Athens, Georgia, after hearing from a friend that the company hired people with vision impairments. He contacted the store manager and was able to apply for a position at the store, Barnes, who relies on a service dog to help him get around since he is legally blind, had to have his accommodation request formally approved by the company. Not only did Papa John's deny Barnes from bringing a service dog to work with him, but the company also fired him before he could start. Now, it's one of those great examples of don't just read the headline, take just 30 seconds just to skim the article and look a couple paragraphs down. Because now, again, I'm not saying he shouldn't have a job. I'm saying in this case, it makes sense he should not be in the kitchen. Because, again, if you have to have that dog, dogs have a lot of hair. Maybe you can get one of those skinless cats, the, the Sphinx cats. But in all seriousness, Papa John's does have corporate jobs. They do have, they have a huge headquarters. They have a lot of logistics and jobs that you can do beyond a computer in a controlled environment where 
you're not directly in, in the direct line of fire with or in direct line of the kitchen where you're actually touching and you're around food. Because even if he's at one of these franchise locations or just an individual pizzeria and they're serving and preparing pizzas there, you have the dog there. And even the rare occasions where you have a dog that does not shed, they all do a little bit, even if they say they don't, it's still an animal in the food area. So the story's starting to make a little bit more sense. Now, going down more into the article, they know that in order to avoid further litigation expense, the parties have decided to resolve the lawsuit in this way, which makes sense. Again, it's one of those things where litigation and actually just talking it out and having a settlement is much more preferred than going to court because that takes a lot of time, takes a lot of money. Lawyers love it. But and also for the business, it's not good for your name because if this goes to court, again, I don't think they would because it'd be cost prohibitive, it'd be time prohibitive, but they'd have their name in the newspaper or more realistically in the Twitter or the internet these days, every day talking about the court updates, talking about the disclosure, talking about their name in the headline. And again, it doesn't look good. And just this headline doesn't make Papa John's look good because again, it makes it look like Papa John's is being discriminatory against people with disabilities. When again, with the data we have right now and what I've been seeing right now, it sounds like that just isn't a realistic job for this individual. Now, again, Papa John's is a huge multinational company and they have a huge backend logistics. They have marketing campaigns. They have, there's a bunch of things that they do actually at their parent company that or not parent company at the headquarters of the business that is not in direct line of food, which might make more sense for him. Now, of course, Papa John said, quote, this is the most cliche, but I understand it's a copy paste from human resources. They say, quote, Papa John's is proud to be a part of people first company where that involved, well, the grammar's the grammar, perhaps just my lack of ability to speak coherently. If you click the subscribe button, it may help with my speaking abilities. It may improve my enunciation. It may even improve and decrease my stuttering. I'm not a doctor, but I'm just saying it has improved over time as we've had more subscribers jump onto the show. I don't think it's a coincidence, but you guys click and find out. Now, again, going back to the attempted quote, quote, Papa John's is proud to be a people first company where everyone belongs. As an employer, we are committed to achieving equal opportunity and maintaining a diverse and inclusive culture for all of our team members, including those with disabilities, unquote. Papa John's has pledged to financial compensation for Barnes and provide other forms of relief over the next two years in order to resolve the dispute. The, this, comes, this quote comes from Marcus G. Keegan, regional attorney for the EEOC's Atlanta District Office. He said, quote, the ADA protects workers with disabilities by requiring employers to provide reasonable accommodations to employees with disabilities to afford them an equal opportunity to work. The EEOC is pleased that Mr. Barnes has been compensated and the company has agreed to implement training and evaluate its policies to prevent this type of discrimination from occurring again, unquote. Now, I have no idea what type of trainings you can do to overcome this situation. Because, again, it sounds like just a health hazard to have a dog in the kitchen. And even if he were to do deliveries, you, I'm not saying he can't, I'm just saying even then the dog would be there. So I'm not sure, and again, technology cures many things in terms of workflow. Maybe there would be a new eye technology or new technology to aid him so that you'll not need a service dog one day. But again, that seems to be the crux of the issue is that again, the service dog helps him get around. 
And again, I just don't see how it's possible in this specific case to accommodate him appropriately. I think the only, again, this is why every time I tell people the road to hell is paved with good intentions, and especially with small businesses, again, they're a large business now, but a lot of these laws can be detrimental to small businesses, businesses, which is why some of them have carve-outs depending on your employee size and headcount. But in this case, in order to work for Papa John's, you'd have to go to the headquarters, I think. And I know that's a different cost, logistics, it's many variables in this. But let me know, do you think this is a just outcome? Do you think it's appropriate for Papa John's to pay $175,000 for this individual given the circumstances? Or do you think that was unreasonable for Papa John's to pay anything? Or do you think Papa John should have paid more? I mean, either way, at the end of the day, it doesn't look good because, again, the front headline makes the company look bad. And for them not to nip this in the butt or come out with a statement, because, again, we have Twitter, we have mechanisms where a CEO could just immediately respond. And if appropriately done, again, it's good to have some friends and, and I guess in this case, some PR people consult with you. But you can kind of nip these things in the butt so that you don't look as bad. But let me know your three cents. Uh, well... I'd be fascinated here, as I always say, what you have to say. But again, having Papa John's and all the headlines saying they have to pay this to sell discrimination, it doesn't make them look good, and it certainly is the business blunder of the day. Again, thank you, everyone, for taking the time to tune in today. We're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of November, so if you could click that button, I would greatly appreciate it. Also, leaving a comment is a great way to leave feedback so I can actually learn how to make the show better and better as I do want to improve the quality. I am still looking for a software to have picture-in-picture, so if you have suggestions, so that way we can actually show the Twitter videos and have more references in real-time production, I would greatly appreciate it. Also, and lastly, don't forget to take time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe and fight the good fight.